now it's time for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Sunday, October the 29th, 2017. Hope you and yours are having a fantastic weekend. I want to talk this week about something that's actually coming up this week, because on Wednesday, November the 1st, the Baltimore City Paper will be publishing its last edition. From Friday's edition of the Baltimore Sun, rep story written by Lorraine Mirabera, headline, City Paper to publish final issue after four-decade run. Four decades after a handful of students launched an alternative publication to their college paper, the City Paper will hit the streets in bright yellow boxes for the last time Wednesday. The free weekly that grew out of the 1977 experiment at the Johns Hopkins University became known for first-person and investigative journalism, provocative covers, lengthy calendar listings, and irreverent take on Baltimore culture and politics. But this week, City Paper joins the growing ranks of publications, folding in the face of declining advertising revenue and online competition for everything from listings and personals to readers. The Baltimore Sun Media Group, which acquired the weekly in 2014, decided the City Paper could no longer sustain itself and announced the shutdown in July. Its loss will be felt by many Baltimoreans. The City Paper, to me, was a much-needed alternative voice that covered the things I was interested in doing in Baltimore, said filmmaker John Waters, who has written for the paper, which he relied on for film news and reviews. It had a voice, and it caused trouble. They really were investigative and covered unpopular subjects. I didn't always agree, but I liked that they were there to cause trouble and to question. The Sun Media Group discussed selling the paper with multiple entities, said Renee Muchnick, a company spokeswoman. But after a review of the business, none of those discussions resulted in a formal purchase offer, and there are no other active discussions, she said. The company does plan to start distributing a free weekly version of the weekend entertainment section that's published each Friday in the Sun. Muchnick said the free version will be available on the street each Thursday and include local entertainment news, weekend events, movies, and dining reviews and puzzles. Alternative weeklies face their own challenges beyond the broader industry. Woes experts said money struggled to retain edginess and attract younger readers who have their pick of alternative cultural and political media choices online, said Linda Sterner, a journalism professor at the University of Maryland's Philip Merrill College of Journalism. So... You know, as I talked about, and I'm going to talk actually about something that I said back in July when it was first announced that the city paper was was closing. And um, you know, there are a lot of good reasons for the Sun to decide that they are closing down the uh, Baltimore City Paper. The paper has existed in Baltimore for 40 years. Over that time, it has shown itself to be far outside the mainstream, from its radical left politics to its promotion of illicit drug use to its complete lack of moral compass. The city paper is the very definition of what most people think of from an alternative newspaper. Over the years, we at Red Maryland have documented several issues with the coverage in the city paper, from the mundane idea that the Baltimore Sun Reader forms define mainstream opinion, defending mob intimidation of state senators, an unhealthy obsession with Donald Trump, all the way to totally insane stuff like proclaiming that it's racism to point out that the use of marijuana is a federal crime. You will hardly find an issue on which the city paper takes a stance as agreeable to most Maryland voters. However, the city paper has served somewhat of an important function as well. When the city paper focused on hard news, particularly as it relates to Baltimore city government, they contributed a lot to the public discourse and were another journalistic check on city and state government. When they kept the editorial politics out of their stories, they can do some down-and-dirty investigative work that the traditional media was reluctant to do. And that's something I still say is, is true, um, that the city paper, when they were focused on being a news outlet, did 
good investigative journalism. However, the city paper's problems manifested itself in the fact that its focus was on a narrow subset of readers. If you look at the city paper, if you look at where the city paper was distributed, their only target was white hipsters. That's all they actually ever cared about reaching. That's why, if you look at some of the key stories about that the city paper has run, even in the last couple of months, you talk about running some of the nonsense that Baynard Woods talks about. Baynard Woods, completely uneducated on politics, completely uneducated on political theory, thinks that, you know, writes completely insane, unintelligent, dumb stuff about Trump and dumb stuff about conservatism and dumb stuff about about government. The same person, the same guy who said, and I quote, Prohibitionist prudery is the hallmark of secessionist extremism and often serves as a racist and classist dog whistle. That's what he said when we pointed out that marijuana possession is a federal crime. This is the same paper that was providing reviews of marijuana, was telling people what kind of strains of marijuana that they should buy. Never mind the fact that they were promoting illegal behavior. That's what they talked about. They wanted to talk about marijuana use. They wanted to talk about outside crazy political theory like it was enacted like it was some sort of mainstream political thought. They focused on prostitution. There was a story a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago maybe at this point, a cover story about what it was like to be a transsexual prostitute in the city of Baltimore. Never mind the fact that prostitution is illegal in the city of Baltimore. Never mind the fact that there's a whole other series of issues when you start talking about transsexualism. That was their cover story. That was their cover story. Is it any wonder why they were having problems collecting advertising revenue? Is it any wonder why the city paper was running out of chances? Now, in the story that uh, in the story of that, that ran in the Baltimore Sun talking about the city paper's closures, they mentioned that the Baltimore Sun Media Group talked to several entities who were willing to purchase, um, who, who were kick the tires on purchasing the city paper. As I think I've mentioned before, I was one of the entity. I was one of the people that I talked to them about purchasing, uh, purchasing the city paper uh, in an effort to, to bring the city paper under the Red Maryland um, banner. And uh, obviously the money didn't work out, and obviously a, a Red Maryland-owned city paper would have had a much different editorial bent um, than, than the current city paper. But at the same time, you know, the problems of the city paper, the reason why the city paper wasn't making money were reasons of its own doing. The city paper never actually wanted to expand beyond its base. It never wanted to make itself appealing to people who buy products. It didn't want to make itself appealing to people who, to advertisers who are trying to reach certain demographics of people. It always wanted to be a paper for white hipsters who live in the city. And you know what? 
there aren't a lot of hipsters living in the city anymore. There's not a lot of people living in the city, period, anymore, because people are leaving the city. People are leaving the city for the suburbs. People are leaving behind what the city paper focused on. The city paper focused on music. They focused on alternative art. They focused on strippers. They focused on burlesque. They focused on radical left-wing politics. That's not what people want from a newspaper anymore, even if it is a free weekly. They can get all of that stuff on the internet. They can they can read about marijuana on the internet. They can find strippers and and burlesque and whatever on the internet. They can find all of the things that the city paper wanted to talk about on the internet for free without having to go physically pick up a hard copy version of the city paper. The city paper was doomed by its own incompetence. Its refusal to branch out to uh, its refusal to branch out and focus on being sustainable. Its leadership within the Baltimore Sun Media Group decided that it was more important to be edgy than profitable. And look, that's a decision that you can make. But the fact that city paper leadership is lamenting the loss of the city paper goes to show you that the city paper leadership didn't understand what it took to stay in business. There were ways to write about what the city paper wanted to write about without making the city paper cancer to advertisers, making the city paper something, they could have made the paper something that people really wanted to read. As I've talked about before, when the city paper did and promoted good investigative journalism, it was good stuff. They talked about things that the Sun refused to talk about. They, refu- they, they, they wrote about things that nobody was doing research on. Admittedly, a lot of that happened before the Sun purchased the city paper in 2014. But when it was good, it was good. But over time, it obviously became less good and focused on the weed and focused on Baynard Wood's insane conspiracy theories and focused on political rantings masquerading as journalism. Is it any wonder People didn't want to read it anymore because you get the same kind of garbage that the city paper was publishing on a million different websites a day. You don't need the city paper in an era in which every insane hashtag resist group has a website publishing all sorts of insane ramblings from the hardcore left. Baynard Woods will still have people read his nonsense because the internet is out there, even if Baynard Woods and his editorial bent killed the city paper. Now, if the Baltimore Sun Media Group wants to reconsider shutting it down, I would be very happy to give them one American dollar for the city paper. I have a feeling they're not going to accept the offer at this juncture. But hey, I would be more than delighted to be the new owner of the city paper at the price of one American dollar. 
because then we could actually have a city paper that actually is focused on journalism again. Even though, even though I sit here and I'm explaining to you why the city paper is going out of business, and they have nobody to blame but themselves for it, it is still, as I mentioned back in July, it is still a potential loss for the city. Um, part of, as I mentioned back in July, part of the problem of the potential closure of the city paper goes back to something I wrote in 2014 about media consolidation and local and statewide media. There are fewer and fewer reporters covering state and local politics. The Sun's decision to shutter the city paper potentially takes more reporters off of the Baltimore and Maryland beats and means fewer and fewer reporters having the opportunity to investigate stories that fall through the cracks of the regular city and state beat reporters. You may not like the editorial view of the city paper. You may not like the focus that they put on stories that aren't actually relevant to anybody. But that does not make the potential loss of another newspaper in Maryland any better for its citizens or its politics. The city paper, you know, recently and towards the end has been absolutely hot garbage, okay? And I think everybody uh, who has a um, who has an understanding of that knows that and would agree with that. But the fact of the matter is this, is that the city paper, when done right, did provide journalism to the people of Maryland. It did provide provocative news stories of its politicians and its politics. And even though there was a lot of nonsense that went with it, its closure is going to leave a hole in the fabric of city and state politics. Take away all the garbage and the hookers and the drugs and the left-wing nonsense. Even with all of that, even with all of that was there as it focused towards the end, the city papers, journalism, will actually be missed by the people of our state. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. Be sure to check out all of our Red Maryland Network programming. Tuesday, it's a brand new episode of The Conservative Refuge with Greg Klein. Thursday, we're back with another new episode of the flagship Red Maryland Radio here on the Red Maryland Network with yours truly and Greg. Friday, it's another new episode of Red Maryland Election Focus. And next Sunday, I'll be back to you with the... the um, not the Daylight Savings Time, the Eastern Standard Time version of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. And of course, throughout the week, the Rob Carson Show bringing you national politics is here on the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to go to redmaryland.com, the home base for all things Red Maryland. Uh, click on the link on the banner that says support us and it'll tell you all the various ways that you can support Red Maryland either by being on our street team and printing off flyers and distributing them uh, to promote Red Maryland you can click on the link to subscribe to Red Maryland you can subscribe to Red Maryland Network Programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app and Google Play you can also of course, subscribe to our newsletter and have the best of Red Maryland delivered to your inbox every week you can also um, click on the Amazon link there or the Amazon banner on any page and go to the Red Maryland Amazon link and a portion of your purchase uh, will go to Red Maryland at no cost to you. So just click on that link, make your purchases as normal, and Red Maryland gets cut of those proceeds. You can also go to Zazzle.com slash Red Maryland and buy your Red Maryland network gear today. 
And of course, we accept donations. PayPal.me slash RedMaryland is how you can donate directly to us. Every dollar Red Maryland receives goes directly back into advertising, promotion, and gear as we continue to make the network better as we are careening towards the 2018 general election. Of course, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash RedMaryland. We are on Twitter, at RedMaryland. We are on Instagram, at RedMaryland. And of course, uh, you can contact us via email, RedMaryland at gmail.com is how you want to do that. And of course, you can call us on the Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. That's 410-205-4875. And we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland network program folks thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the air raid of course tune in to all of our red maryland network programming red maryland the voice of maryland bringing you the best in political coverage in the free state for everybody here at the network thank you very much for listening you have been listening to the air raid i am brian griffiths good night and god bless